Hello everybody and welcome back to The Last Jingleberry. Sadly, this is going to be our last episode together and it truly will be The Last Jingleberry. This episode is quite special as it's for our final in English class and per usual I'm joined by Owen, Lucas, and Luke. I'm Michael by the way if you don't know. And so we're going to be talking about our books, Divergent and Animal Farm, and the questions in them. So I say, how about we get straight into it? So the first question is, what group, people, or person were the ones responsible for perpetuating the oppression, and what allowed them to do this? So uh, who'd like to start us off? Um, I could start us off actually right. with um, Divergent, if, if we want to. Yeah, let's go, okay, Lucas. Okay, <clears throat> So, I just kind of, I really thought that Peter was the one very much involved with the oppression, and he kind of set it to be, like, yeah. He like, perpetuated he, he it. He kind of did the oppressing. Yeah. And, um, uh, like, he made it very difficult for people to live in Dauntless, especially Triss. Like, him attacking Triss, um almost killing her it's it's very difficult to live with him and i i kind of i kind of thought of it i kind of thought of it like a like a, a dictatorship oh uh, yeah in, in oppression that we've seen today and in the past like he kind of he kind of said it like a dictatorship and used violence to oppress the other people his other initiate group initiates yeah well and i feel like kind of i feel like i last thing to say i feel like him kind of establishing his dominance was his main goal over the group initiates hmm. I, i see i see what you mean you guys agree yeah and owen here and to add i would like to say he even went as far as if someone was beating him he would uh abuse them physically like uh i think it was eric he stabbed his eyes out so he had to switch factions and that wow. was a big um big kind of example of luke's point yeah and, well uh, luke here and i just want to add on that saying like he doesn't care if other people get hurt as long as he succeeds just want to true he he do any he do anything to be the best yeah to be the top initiate. Yeah. Well, I have I have a different view. I have like a different group who who caused some oppression. I said that the Eurydite faction caused oppression because they like they were spreading propaganda. They had their newspaper, and an example can be found on a uh, page two hundred forty two, where it says he holds a piece of paper in both hands. I can't look. My father. Now the Eurydite are attacking my father, and this just shows that. The Eurydite are finding reasons to make abnegation, you know, the faction that Teresa's father's from, seem like a bad faction just so they can get more power and oppress those people. All right, nice. I say we move on to the next question here. Well, we gotta, we, we gotta, great. we gotta look. Zen, Luke, Luke, do you have an example? Do you have a group who oppressed in a animal farm? Oh, I do. I said. Um, well, I was thinking, I, I thought there were two main options for Animal Farm, and I decided to go with Mr. Jones. He was the first oppressor in the book, and he was just a bad person overall, so um, he would just abuse the animals and just 
he, he was just a bad person. I have a quote here, and it says, Jones will sell you to the knacker who will cut your throat and boil you down for the foxhounds. As for the dogs, when they grow old and toothless, Jones ties a brick around their necks and drowns them in the nearest pond. And that was on page six and seven. And um, that just shows you that he really doesn't care for his animals that much. And he just does pretty much what he wants and shows how much power he has over the animals. And, you know, that just made my heart shrivel and really made me sad, you know. What an evil man. Uh, in the Owen here, and I have to say, in the end, Jones didn't have that much power. Uh, the animals were able to overtake him with their rebellion, and that led us to our second oppressor, uh, the pigs. They spe- were the ones. Wait, more more specifically, question. Napoleon. Yes, Napoleon, but also yes. the other pigs spreading propaganda, like Squealer. And uh, I, I, have a, I have a quote here. It says, The animals trooped down to the hayfield to begin the harvest, and when they came back in the evening, noticed that the milk had disappeared on page 22. And this shows um, that... What does it show? Uh, we know that the, the pigs took the milk, and they are... Oh, <laughs> the what? You, you okay, bud? I had to cough there. They're uh, the ones that are um, taking the milk and not being fair to the other animals despite their rules. Yeah, and I said one of the reasons that allowed, say, Napoleon to, like, oppress the other animals was a lack of opposition. Like, his only opposition, the other the other pig in the story, Snowball, was driven out by his by his beastly dogs. And... I have a quote. I won't read it. I'll paraphrase it. It said that once uh, whatever Snowball Snowball was kicked out and then from then on, the animals were hard at work while Napoleon was just up in his cozy little barnyard. So... Right, that, that was, that was I, oh, Lucas. I move on. Yeah, I think... Was, Lucas, you can start us off. Yeah, that was... All right, let's... Uh, on, on to the next question. Who suffered under this oppression? How and why? Luke, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, I'll start with Divergent, I think. Or, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just start. With, unless someone else wants to do Divergent. I can I can do um, animal, animal Farm. All right, Luke, I'll you do Divergent, divergent then. then Lucas can do Animal Farm. Okay, so All I right. said, so under this oppression that Peter put, I said Peter was the oppressor as well in the book. I said, under oppression, um, he had, not just Friss, it was also other people like Edward and just other people around the um, faction, you know, he was just, in in general, a bad person. And I said, I got a quote here, and this is, um, here, let me just, I duck under Peter's arm and Dort dart towards the door something pinches and pulls on my towel as i walk away and then yank sharply peter sharply peter's hand and that was on page 169 and um that that was just when um peter was just yanked yanked Trisha's towel and she was butt naked and she was so embarrassed oh my gosh my towel's off and you know this just shows that um 
she was she was suffered under you know she was just getting bullied she was she was a product of the oppression yeah 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 and she was um she was sad about that and just you know she she was uh what's the word here embarrassed um she was embarrassed yeah she was very embarrassed and not only her, but when he stabbed Edward, like someone said earlier, in the eyeball, just to become number one on the tr- on the rankings, was just, you know, tri- about the main person I think was Tris was getting mm-hmm. oppressed. Yeah. All right. Well, Lucas, let's hear about your example in Animal Farm. All right. So I kind of took a different route for this. Um, I'll just start off with the quote. So. I said, I got the quote, in the end, they finished the harvest in two days, less time than it had usually taken Jones and his men. I kind of take a different route because I kind of showed the effect that being under the oppression of Jones kind of showed. Like, the animals do so much better than, like, being ruled by themselves. It kind of just shows the difference between before the mm. rebellion and after the rebellion. So that's kind of that's kind of how I showed like who suffered under the oppression. Obviously, the animals. Yes. Um, but also, this new freedom kind of gives the animals. It like it, it this new discovery, it kind of pushes them to work harder because they understand the opportunities that will come in the future. Yeah. Well, I have a different. Oh, that was great. That was great. I have a different example from Animal Farm because I see you went on the you went on the um what's his name Mister Mister Jones path, while I went on the Napoleonic path. So I talked about how Napoleon was an oppressor to the animals. So the animals were both oppressed by Mister Jones and Napoleon. So my quote is here: He ordered the hens' rations to be stopped and decreed that any animal giving so much as a grain of corn to a hen should be punished by death on page 69. This sh- just shows that the the hens, they're being stripped of something necessary just because Napoleon, Napoleon, he doesn't like what they're doing. Napoleon's, he's like a dictator. He's oppressing his animals. He's not letting them live how they live, how they should, because they're not living the way he wants them to. So this is a prime example of how Napoleon is, oppressing the animals and a good reason for why he does this is probably just because he's power hungry you know i just wanted to say something you pointed out which was which i thought was very good that you said his animals even though he's an animal Mm -hmm. because like at the beginning they were all comrades and they didn't and now at the end it's pretty much just his animals so, and the, yeah, I, I, I pretty, yeah, pretty that is, that's a great point. Yep. That's in the beginning, point. they were all equals, but eventually a little, uh, a little hierarchy began to form. Yeah. And throughout the book, uh, Owen speaking and throughout the book, we see the amount of rations they're getting and, uh, things they get, you know, maybe after they're retired or they are unable to work, uh, that goes down as the workload they're receiving from Napoleon goes up. Ah. So, uh, it kind of shows you that is it really just or is it uh, messed up? By yeah, it all it yeah, it all kind of builds on each other. Yep. All right. Well, I say let's move on to the next question now. 
Who fought the oppression? How and why? Um, Owen, how about you start us off? Okay, well, I'll go for uh, Animal Farm. Um, the person who fought the oppression was uh, Snowball. And I feel like he was the only one who was the right species even to stand up to Napoleon with his brains uh, being a pig. Now, that isn't to say the other animals couldn't. Like, Boxer could have easily overpowered Napoleon, but he was pledging his loyalty. Now, Snowball got kicked out eventually because of the dogs um you know but he was overall the only one brave enough to stand up to napoleon yeah I, he uh he eventually paid the price for it though and uh, owen building on to what you said i have an example of snowball standing up to like napoleon and what he did even while he was exiled um it says the animals were stupefied. This was a wickedness for outdoing Snowball's destruction of the windmill, uh, page 72. So you can, it's, it says that Snowball destroyed the windmill, which is kind of huge. It's like Snowball, he's like sticking it to the man. He's telling Napoleon, hey, you better, you better ease up on these animals or I'm going to keep destroying your windmill. However, Napoleon and the other pigs like Squealer, they were able to twist that into propaganda to show that Snowball didn't care for the animals. Snowball was like destroying their windmill, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. Even though he didn't actually destroy the windmill. Yeah. Very good point. Well, I think uh, we should move on to Lucas, who yeah. have a, a different way of going. Lucas, uh, you have anything from uh, Divergent? Oh, I have something from Divergent. Luke, Luke has something I from Divergent. Well, how about... Yeah, me and Lucas can go. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you start on this one. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead, Lucas. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, I'm going to start off with a quote. Um, so, Peter said, you won't shoot me. And then, switches to the narration. I shift the gun three inches to the left and fire at his arm. He screams through the hallway. This kind of shows that Tris fighting the oppression of Peter and how much she has changed throughout like the initiation of Dauntless. Um, this, this leads to a change because Peter now knows that he can no longer treat Triss or the other initiates unfairly because he's not the top of his class anymore. Um, I feel like Triss also kind of taught Peter that there there's more to Dauntless than just being the top initiate. And she... And she had the power to kill Peter, but instead she wanted to work with him. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting way of going against the oppression. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, this, this brings up a question. Maybe a little icebreaker or something to take yeah. a break. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, um, would, would you guys have killed Peter or would you have uh, kept him alive in that situation? Well, you see, that that's kind of what that's kind of what that's kind of what separates Tris from everyone else. She she doesn't kill Peter. She has the willpower to True. not kill Peter, which is kind of it. All right. Well, uh, Luke, touch on some last things in diversion. Just last things for for this question. I said, I said uh, for the to avoid oppression in society. I said. Um, Divergent is one of those society. Uh, oh wait, uh, sorry, sorry. I said um, a way to avoid oppression in real life and society is um, to stick with people who help and care for you. 
And this is what Tris did in uh, Diversion, where she, I have a quote, or no, I don't need to say the quote, I'll just describe it. So she gets beat up by Peter when they're um, doing the fighting for the, uh, just like practice and like for rankings. And when she wakes up, all her friends are there cheering her up and making her feel better. And by the end, she, she um, already feels better. And mm-hmm. I don't know, they just lift her up and make her happy. And throughout the book, they, uh, they're they there for her. Well, not AI, because, you know, he was listening to a little bit of too much XXX to Jassy on, you know, not yet. Oh, well, he's, he's gone. But, uh, and um, they're just there for her the entire book. And, you yep. know, they help her fight. They help her fight. They pick her up when she's feeling down. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, I think I have something that I'd like to touch on. Uh, I put I put this for both books. I said that in order to avoid oppression in the society, one thing that's necessary is you need equal represent equal representation in the governing body, and this can be seen in both books. In Animal Farm, you have a dictatorship where it's just it's just Napoleon and his like advisors of uh, of pigs. When I think that one way that you can avoid oppression is not just have one species up there. You can get some some chickens, some goats, some some cows, from some sheep up in in the government, and then you can have everybody everybody gets a say in something. And I think that can also be applied to divergent, where instead of just having abnegation run the government and just erudite run the newspapers and stuff like that, you can have some representatives from each faction be in the government. You can have a little bit from Candor, a little bit from Eurydice, some from Abnegation, a little Dauntless, maybe even a li- and a little Amity. And you get a representative in the government, and then they can talk about, because they all have different strengths and weaknesses, so they can all work together to have a better society. That's, uh, yeah, that, that hit the nail. You hit the hammer on the nail. Thanks. And before we end here, I have a little conspiracy theory we need to talk about. Wait, wait, uh, was before that the your last question we need oh. to answer? That was the last question. Was it? All right, oh, I have conspiracy. Just, yeah. just uh, a little fun conspiracy oh. theory for the fans out there to answer. Divergent is like Girl Scout cookies. Am I wrong? How do you get yeah, that? Listen. Girl Scout How cookies, do you get that? Girl Scout cookies... Is there's something else going on? I, I know it. <laughs> not just cookies. I know they're doing something else. But we're not going to get into detail here. But oh, um, no. it's like divergent. You know, something they're, was going on the entire book. Injecting serum to in the cookies. Revolt against the rest of the world. We're going to revolt against the Boy Scouts. Uh, anyway, oh. um, anyway, I think we should uh, get on. Yeah, I think. This is a great episode. Um, we're sad. We probably won't see you guys in a while, unless hopefully we can uh, group up again. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't have to come easy to want it. This truly is the last Dingleberry episode. Yep. Thank you for all the Dingleberries watching us. Dingle and Dingettes. Peace.